Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, hello everyone and welcome. I am Katie Patrick, joined by Mr. David Fiorazzo. And here we are in Hi. yet another show. Yes, let's well, do this. that means we have to tell you about something. Psst, come here. That's right. We got a secret for you. That's right. Uh, we've been telling you all week, all month, a couple months now, that Freedom Project Academy, it's our K-12 Judeo-Christian classical online school. It's enrolling students for the fall. And guess what? Psst, psst, we're still doing it. Take so a look, take a look. We want you to take a look. Have your child, your niece, your nephew, you, your grandchild enroll full-time or just in maybe one class. Request your free information packet today at freedomforschool.com. Friends, it is once again that very special time to check in with my colleague. I wanted to call him a friend, but he was in town recently and didn't call me. Ooh. In Wisconsin from Florida. But anyway, I love Alex. He, By the way, I saw, him, I saw a picture of Alex and James O'Keefe together. I'm going... Power team. Anyway, I want to see what we want to see what story Alex has to share with us this week. Hey, Alex. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. And so great, great news out of Indiana after decades of uh, mooching off taxpayers, this disgusting, vile, perverted. I can't say enough bad things about this place. Uh, Institute. They call it that Kinsey Institute for uh, research in sex, gender, and reproduction. And yes, that Kinsey, the pervert who trained up an army of pedophiles to molest babies and children and to time how long it took them to climax, by which climax they meant scream, yell, holler, cry, pass out. Uh, yeah, that monster. Uh, so his sex research institute at Indiana University is no longer going to be getting taxpayer dollars. Uh, so Thank goodness. Uh, it's about time. In fact, that uh, should have been done many, many years ago. But uh, they have this institute. It's at Indiana University, and it is, of course, named after the infamous pervert and sex maniac. Uh, obviously, critics of Kinsey and his disgusting legacy were thrilled by this news. Uh, perverts, leftists, and people mooching off the taxpayer were uh, less than happy about the news. Uh, so the effort to stop this funding for this horrific institute was led by uh, conservative stalwart Representative Lorraine. Marissa Sweet. Uh, she's a Republican. We actually talked to her um, earlier this year about some great bills she had to protect children from uh, genital mutilation through surgery, from uh, other uh, abuses that they were perpetrating. And uh, she was speaking on the floor of the House about this uh, move to defund the Kinsey Institute. Uh, and she pointed to, among other things, this uh, vile history of involvement in uh, sexual abuse, barbaric sexual abuse of children. And uh, so Kinsey, as I mentioned, uh, you know, he uh, he trained a bunch of pedophiles to, to molest children and then recorded the data in uh, these tables in his book. Uh, one of the books, 1948 book, uh, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, included multiple tables documenting this. They claimed that, you know, a baby was having X number of climaxes in X number of time. And they knew because Kinsey had trained all these perverts with their stopwatches. And so uh, from this uh, crazy research, Kinsey concluded that children were actually sexual beings from birth and that they needed as much sex education as we could possibly get for them uh, so that they would be ready to do whatever they wanted whenever they wanted. Uh, so uh, part of the way they advanced this agenda was through creating a CECAS, the Sex Education Information Council of the United States. Now it's called CECAS, Sex Ed for Social Change. Uh, and they have been perverting and sexualizing and grooming children for decades. 
Uh, in fact, Representative Sweet, uh, speaking of the evil that might still be going on at the Kinsey Institute in Indiana, said, uh, could they be hiding child predators? If there is any place where Chris Hansen needs to bring to catch a predator, it's Indiana U- University. Uh, and, uh, you know, Dr. Judith Reisman, who I interviewed um, about this subject, she was probably the world's leading expert on Kinsey. Uh, she raised these types of concerns as well. Like, what is going on at this hot house of perversion? Uh, somebody needs to go and investigate. I mean, law enforcement needs to get involved here. Um, you know, this is just uh, absolutely horrific. Now, uh, the, the university was upset by this. Uh, the president of the university, uh, her name is, uh, what's her name? Pamela Witten. Uh, she said that uh, this was an attack on academic freedom. The university is concerned that a provision singling out a specific research institute sets a troubling precedent with implications that could limit the ability of public colleges and universities to pursue research and scholarship that benefits people and improves lives. Uh, she didn't explain exactly which element of this perverted so-called research was improving people's lives. Uh, inquiring minds would like to know what is her relationship with the Kinsey Institute? Uh, does she have any skeletons in the closet? Definitely concerned minds would like to know. Uh, But some heavyweights at the national level did celebrate this. Uh, Liberty Council Chief uh, Matt Staver, uh, he was one of the people supporting the effort to defund the Institute. He celebrated this. He said, Alfred Kinsey was a sexual pervert whose unscientific propaganda exploited women and harmed children. Kinsey should have been prosecuted for the vile abuse of children. He cataloged in Table 34 of his first book, published in 1948. His work is indefensible. Indiana University should disassociate itself from anything related to Kinsey. Now, I mentioned I was able to interview Dr. Judith Reisman. She was a wonderful lady. And one of the things she told me, she actually broke the news uh, when talking to me, was that the CIA had been involved with this pervert Kinsey. Uh, you might have heard of the uh, MK Ultra, the Project MK Ultra, where they're doing mind control experiments. Uh, it involved sexual abuse. It involved force feeding, uh, mental patients, LSD, uh, all kinds of horrific things. And uh, Judith Reisman found uh, documents and evidence showing that the CIA was involved with this disgusting pervert at Indiana University. Uh, She always called for criminal investigations and for Congress to get involved. Now, uh, Kinsey's criminal pseudoscientific research was also sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundations. Are you surprised? Uh, And of course, as Judith Reisman often pointed out, uh, this pseudoscience was used as the foundation, as the pretext to radically transform our laws on marriage, on sex, on gender, on rape, uh, and many other things. Uh, And of course, it was the foundation of the perverted sex research happening or the sex education happening at our schools across the country. Now, the idea that taxpayers should be funding this is sick. It's wicked. It's evil. Uh, Taxpayers should be funding law enforcement investigations to go back and figure out what all happened at this disgusting center. Uh, It's an abomination. It's horrific. It's a stain on Indiana and the United States. And so kudos to the brave representatives, senators and the governor who finally put an end to it. We've got to get to the bottom of this, folks. There needs to be investigations. These crimes and these frauds need to be exposed. Uh, The lives and well-being of children and future families depend on it. So thanks, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Looking for a K-12 classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values? FPA is enrolling now for the fall. Request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. It's not exactly breaking news, but free speech on college campuses in America is apparently guaranteed to everyone 
except conservatives, Christians, and Republicans. Now, the, the most recent case was at the University of Pittsburgh, where administrators encouraged students to protest an event. And after leftist activists rioted on campus, they demanded the conservative students pay for increased security fees and damages. It's the one-way tolerance we've been witnessing for years now on college campuses, and it's just getting worse. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. In mid-April, two student groups at University of Pittsburgh hosted a debate between Michael Knowles from The Daily Wire and Brad Palumbo, co-founder of Based Politics. The groups Intercollegiate Studies Institute and a college Republicans chapter promoted and hosted the event, which was planned months and months in advance. Now, all university policies were and procedures were followed, according to Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF. The topic was, should transgenderism be regulated by law? And the event included an audience Q&A and a meet and greet. But a month before the event, the university issued a press release referring to the debate as toxic and hurtful for many people in our university community. Provost Ann Cudd said one of Knowles' recent speeches was repugnant and contained, quote, hate-filled rhetoric, end quote. If you're on the other side of the debate, you're apparently well protected. So much for what was formerly known as the free expression of ideas in an academic environment. Then, just days prior to the debate, a leftist university professor told students that the theater arts department, along with many other departments, students, faculty, and staff at Pitt, strongly condemns this event and has called on the university to cancel Knowles' appearance due to his history of spreading hate speech and inciting violence against trans people, end quote. No examples of incitement of violence against trans people were provided, of course, but the professor then took it up a notch and urged students, minions, to attend several events planned for Tuesday, April 18, in response to Knowles' dangerous unsafe and unwelcome presence on campus. Jeez, and in a typical mob response, Democrat socialists showed up and showed solidarity and burned an effigy of Michael Knowles with a Hitler mustache, of course, outside the venue at his scheduled appearance at the University of Pittsburgh. Prior to the event, Pitt University told the sponsoring student groups that security costs for the debate would be $2,000. But the closer it got to the date of the event, the costs increased substantially, ending up to be more than $18,000. Now, for those of you who have been out of school for a while, that's an increase of more than $16,000 from what they originally told the Republican group. Now, the University of Pittsburgh demanded conservative students pay $18,734 in security and damage fees after 250 of their own leftist protesters rioted at the event, according to a letter sent to the college by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF states that the university encouraged students to protest the debate and hundreds of rioters filled the street, quote, within striking distance of the attendees. Here's what the demand letter states in part. 
This proximity allowed the mob to throw smoke bombs and other incendiary devices into the crowd, as well as using a road flare to burn an effigy of Knowles. That action prevented the police from keeping the O'Hara Student Center free of threats, and it ultimately caused Pitt police to urge ISI to end the event before it concluded because the situation was deteriorating. Now, university officials violated the First Amendment rights of conservative student groups. Would they do the same if the tables were reversed? I don't think we even have to wonder about that. So what's the point? These are the all-too-common discrimination and double standards applied on college campuses across the country. Here's a couple examples. At Princeton University, a new survey concluded that the atmosphere on campus supporting free speech is particularly negative toward conservative students. More than three quarters, or 76% of students at Princeton, said it's sometimes acceptable to shout down a speaker. 16% believe using violence to stop a speech they disagree with could be justified. Next, the College Fix reports that at University of Buffalo, a conservative student group, Young Americans for Freedom chapter, filed a lawsuit over a policy that effectively cancels the club for hosting Michael Knowles. In Wisconsin last month, the medical college canceled an anti-DEI event. Why? Because it could jeopardize safety due to the fact the invited speakers were Republican Senator Ron Johnson and National Association of Scholars expert John Salier. So back to Pittsburgh. Alliance Defending Freedom Senior Counsel Phil or Philip Seckler said the university was worried about how coddled liberals would react to certain viewpoints. It was bad enough Pitt charged conservatives with security fees and openly takes sides. Quote, but it's worse that the university also encouraged students to disrupt the event and shut it down. This is exactly the type of suppression the First Amendment forbids. We urge Pitt officials to swiftly rescind this unlawful fee and amend their policies to protect every student's freedom of speech. Now, Intercollegiate Studies Institute President Johnny uh, Burka declared that Pitt violated sacred trust by inciting a riot where students were peacefully assembled to simply discuss and debate ideas. Now, it took more than half a century to get here in America, but we're real, really clearly seeing some of the rotten fruit of the indoctrination and the K-12 through education system's agenda to produce leftist social justice activists. Our great-grandparents, had they considered the possibility free speech would be censored, would boldly have declared that would never happen in America, and yet it did. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company.
probably heard about this guy, Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States. But he also had a way with hot, young men. <laughs> yes, darling, your history book has censored Lincoln's love life for far too long. Truth is, Lincoln had at least four intimate and maybe even sexual relationships with men. We like to call them Lincoln's Four Scores. And the ridiculousness that is Pride Month is officially off and running. And before you say, Katie, that video about Lincoln is obviously satire created by some wacky YouTuber. I say to you, no way, Jose. That video is actually part of a series produced by Discovery Plus entitled What They Didn't Teach Us About Abraham Lincoln, The Book of Queer, coming to a public school classroom near you. Speaking of seeing rainbows everywhere, a BBC children's show is doing their part to indoctrinate the little lads and lasses in the pride cult by telling them that fish, you know, fish, can change their gender. Therefore, it's perfectly normal for humans to change gender whenever the wind blows. See? Science. I can't wait for the lesson on males in their seahorses. You know how male seahorses, they have babies? Well, yeah, get to that one. Now, either way, move over, Nemo. There seems to be a new he, she, they snorkel in town. Ah, well, listen to this. Some fish can change from being a boy fish to a girl fish, or from being a girl fish to a boy fish. Let's look at the clown fish. Oh, aren't they beautiful? They live in a big group, and their leader is always a female fish. But if the group needs a new leader, the male fish can change into a female fish in order to become the leader. There's also a fish called the crocodile, and when the female crocodile reaches a certain age, over the period of a few months, he turns into a male fish. Wow! Not all fish can change gender, but quite a few can. Whoa! Okay. And so now that makes it so, of course, you as an actual human being right here, obviously you can change to be whatever you want to, right? Thanks, Dodge. But the pride power can't stop, won't stop. Had Oregon State University an all-ages drag show welcomed queens of every color. And to make it extra special for the wee ones, a topless woman was featured demonstrating her talent for holding five-pound weights with her bare breasts. Seems perfectly appropriate for an all-ages show. Here we go. Charlene to the eyes. Are you freaking kidding me? So the circuses all had to fire everyone since what they were doing in the circuses is just normal now. I see where, where they're ending up. College campuses. Makes sense. Well, if you haven't realized it yet, the left is very proud of their Rainbow Mafia. In fact, there's no such thing as displaying too much pride. And that couldn't be more evident than at New York City's Rockefeller Center. 
home to the famed ice skating rink, yearly Christmas tree lighting, and of course, an entire Costco of Rainbow Pride. All right, so I'm walking back to my hotel past Rockefeller Center. That's where they usually put the Christmas tree in New York. And I, you know, I've got no problem with LGBTQ, whatever you, whatever. But give me a break. I mean, you're supposed to have 193 flags on this street. There's supposed to be a flag from every country. It's like an invading army. Or so it's like, is there anything that we needed to do besides? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Could there be any more pride flags? If you get that reference, you're my people. Now, finally, I say we stop punishing our eyes and instead open our ears to the sweet sound of a self-proclaimed young liberal woman bemoaning the fact that despite her values and all the good men out there seem to be conservative. Oh, <laughs> color me a patriot. You're telling me the average woman would rather have a good old boy than a self-centered soy boy who lives in his parents' basement? I can't believe it. Go figure. <laughs> Do you want to know one of the saddest realizations I recently had? was that as a liberal woman, it is really hard to find a man who is willing to play the more traditional masculine role in the relationship in today's day and age, who is not a conservative. A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your door, who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide, who is not a conservative. So I don't really know what to do because I don't want to compromise my morals and values just to find a man, but, Am I asking to have my cake and eat it too? Yeah, she said it all. It's fun when they say it and not like someone like me who can see truth out there in reality. <sighs> that was just, that was a nice way to end this segment now, wasn't it? Just, just the realization that, yep, that's what you get. Have your cake and eat it too. Now, you can, of course bet that there is going to be a lot more craziness next week. But until then, stay sane, America. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Katie Patrick. Yes? Let me ask you this time. Uh -huh. Have you ever heard of a thing called Gen Z's bed rotting? Something that Gen Z does? Not bed wetting. Yeah, I was going to say bed, bed. Yeah, bed. Or wood rotting. Bed combined. rotting. Because no, I didn't hear about it until no today. No idea what you're talking about. Okay, let's watch this. Do you spend a lot of time in bed? Is it your favorite pastime? And did you know that there is a term for it? It is called bed rotting. So what is bed rotting? It is a phenomenon where people spend prolonged periods in bed intentionally. At times, this period is as long as several weeks. These days, hashtag bed rot has been trending online, especially on platforms like TikTok. During this period, participants actively document their experiences, sharing updates, photos and videos of their time spent indulging in this trend. As per reports, the term bed rotting was coined by a US-based TikTok user. 
Her video on the subject garnered 1.4 million views. Since then, the term gained momentum and it landed on Instagram and Twitter as well. That's my Help reaction. Us. Help us. Help us. So according to the kids, the key to a successful bed rot is that it's intentional and it doesn't come with any guilt attached. Isn't that just a description of them being like teenagers and like whatever, no guilt attached, just me being me, I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. Well, a bed rot can last anywhere from a few hours to a whole weekend, <laughs> depending on the level of rejuvenation that's required. Oh, what a crock of... Well, in fact, though, some TikTok users are even taking things a step further and they get ready to spend a day in bed by doing a full makeup routine and putting on a nice outfit. Oh, gosh. So that they're going to look good, you know, and they do their selfies laying down. I know? knew, I knew you narcissism should. was going to come up here. Yeah, I yeah. knew it. I knew now, it. Now, earlier this month, the concept of everything showers blew up on social media, what? referring to showers between two and four hours long oh. where members of Gen Z scrub themselves while blasting music. And we also discussed bare minimum Mondays. Remember that? Yes. Not too long ago. Yes. Um, and that's where people intentionally get very little done to start the week. So, Gen Z. Z. As they really lay, want the lazy. They really want to embrace the Z of lazy generation i'm a millennial i get i yes we're we're the generation of like we started on the phones now and doing all the technology and we whine a lot about how our parents didn't give us everything that we're all in college debt that's my generation apparently but gen z wowzers! Oh, i can't even with this they here's the deal david rotting in bed with my teddies here Let's solve, let's solve this. Okay. This will get rid of this little bed routing right now. You can get them out of bed? All of them. Okay. Go to your local nursing home right now. And you go partner up with someone in that nursing home for one weekend. Mm. And then you tell me how cool and hip and amazing it is to just sit in a bed all by yourself alone for an entire weekend. Just tell me. Mm. And, just, and then embrace it. Because that's the sad truth of what yep. happens in our... Yeah nursing homes today how about you get up off of your keister and go do something that would be beneficial to someone else like having but human interaction with someone I know, who I know. is actually forced to be yep. for a lot of time often cases in bed for most but that's hours. compassionate that's they're not taught to be empathetic and compassionate because it's all about them it's narcissism it's what can i do to i don't know take care of myself self-care they don't care about unfortunately care, about yeah. people like that that are lonely and that have to stay in bed i think that's a horrible idea and that's just a sign of this day and age that we're living in and of course gen z sadly well whose parents who are the parents of those gen zers hmm? take a look in the mirror that's uh, what i got that's, that's what I a say. good point too all right well we're gonna wrap it up uneducated this yes. week i'm a little feisty now after that story yeah, bed you had rotting. a lot of that's good points this sad. week katie that's you just have... sad david you had amazing points this week too <laughs> You had many. I had amazing. I mean, you had I'll take a points. few amazing for your many. But All wait a minute. Right. <laughs> anyway, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching, listening, and, of course, supporting the show. God bless you. And until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. 
Copyright 2023.